Well, welcome to John Graves Kayak Fishing, and thank you so much for listening and tuning into this podcast. I really do appreciate it. What an exciting kayak bass fishing national championship in Gunnersville, Alabama. Wow. For Chad Hoover and the rest of the KBF gang, man, that was a hell of a show. Good job. Over a thousand anglers qualified for that event. And uh, I really thought personally that for me, personally, in my uh, attempts to uh, compete in the national uh, championship, uh, being qualified to do so, um, that was just going to be a little bit too much for me. My lack of electronic experience, uh, the number of anglers participating in that event or so, 300 anglers is not a lot of anglers in a national event like that. Uh, it's still a big field compared to some of your local events and some of the trail events and the Hobie Bass Open Series type events. But 300 anglers out of 1,000. The event was scheduled at the beginning of the year. Of course, 2020 did what it did. And uh, that event was scheduled again later. And I think for that reason, there was probably a lot of people uh, that could not do the event. Uh but boy, dang it, I wish I would have jumped in on that. Um, however, I'm going to admit my skills still are not up to the occasion in beating out some of those insanely great anglers that showed up to take the prize of a 2020's KBF National Championship belt. You just can't stump jump like you can at Stone Lake Lake or bank fish. <laughs> you, you can't do it. And... And the event of that magnitude, you have to be ready and able to apply everything available to get those fish in the kayak. Knowledge of that particular body of water, knowledge of knowing what bass do that time of the year, where they most likely will be, the ability to use your electronics, what gear to use to fish them out from whatever location you are in or whatever situation you find the bass are in. Do you have the gear? and the knowledge. Can you use a drop shot? Can you sling spinner baits at 100 mile an hour? Can you have a good selection of shallow crankbaits, deep diving crankbaits? Will your gear be responsible enough to flip thick grass and pull big fish out of there? I'm just now getting to that point where I'm confident and what needs to be covered in a national championship, but I still, I still don't think I would be paying personally for the experience, which is good enough. Think about it. A lot of us pay some really funny money to going out and having a good time. We know how much money we can throw out at Dollywood, right? Or on this vacation or throughout the year, huh? Save a little bit of that Budweiser money up. And before too long, you got enough to pay for an event like this. And this event most likely would turn out to be one of the greatest moments in your life. Greatest experiences. Whether you catch fish or you don't catch fish. So I knew it would be a good time. I just, hopefully next year we can qualify and we'll get there into a KBF championship again and I will be better schooled, better educated to do something like that. 
And that way I can go down there and compete, not just to go down there for the experience, but, you know. Right now I'd be competing with myself. I want to go down there ready to compete with other anglers. Uh, but, uh, boy, for a lot of us, that experience was not one to miss. KBF pulled it off, too. Amazing. Good job, because it was very complicated, you can imagine. A lot of people withdrawing registration fees, uh, changing of a lot of things. Not one employee was let go uh, at KBF. They, Congratulations, Chad, for being able to pull that off. So, Mr. Top Ten, shall we go down? Uh, this guy is probably one of the most consistent fish uh, fishermen out there. Uh, Mr. Drew Gregory got top ten. And uh, this right here, he's a great example of branding himself and using this sport as a platform to do this. This sport is allowing anglers to do that uh, where, you know, just a short while ago, that was only obtainable on the deck of a Skeeter bass boat. You know, going out there and becoming a personality, uh, supporting yourself, going out, hitting the road full-time, uh, getting into other aspects. And Drew uh, certainly does a great job with a lot of the design of kayaks and stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he designs, he's articulate, entertaining, quite educational, and uh, he can flat out fish anybody. However, others did outfish him on uh, day three. Drew going into the third day sitting on seventh place. Uh, had on his third day the best fishing day of his life, yet still got pounded back to the tenth place spot. And that just goes to show you <laughs> your, your A plan better be in check. But congratulations to uh, Drew Gregory in that top 10 finish again. And uh, right there, the first mention of the importance of motoring was from Drew Gregory and uh, talking about uh, his kayak's ability to be able to go from point A to point B. Uh, number nine, Matt Voigt, uh, using the top water and uh, the rivet uh, lure to uh, really fill his limit. Uh, to get himself into the top 10 finish. Number eight, Jody, the king queen, grinding it out with a Z-Man jackhammer, and Mac Daddy Z running uh, a lot of the grass lines of uh, this big Alabama fishery. Second mention from Jody uh, Queen of the importance of propulsion. Jody uses the uh, 1103 Torquedo, and it, uh, the use of that for him removes all doubt of crossing any big body of water like Gunnersville, uh, And that's uh, becoming the norm for a lot of these top 10 anglers, having the ability to get it on with these kayaks and speed and efficiency is going to be in the future. That's for sure. It's going to be a, a big, big part of it. You know, I see things moving ever so in that direction, lighter, more stable, faster, you know, Eric Jackson is on to something. Seventh place, Mr. Ridgie McMichael caught his biggest toe to the day on a jackhammer. Third mention of the need for speed, and he is not sponsored, by the way, but he gave a great shout-out to Torquedo, so maybe Torquedo ought to give a shout-out to Ridgie McMichael. Sixth place, Bryce Gibbs 
uh, had to grind absolutely to get into that sixth place spot. Fifth place spot goes to uh, Derek Brundle. Another mention of speed, but not uh, not the motor for the kayak yet. Uh, the speed of ripping a spinnerbait through the grass. Uh, his limit was produced with that technique right there. You know, it just goes to show you, change the speeds up on your retrieves. Try different speeds out, different techniques out, and you just never know. Fourth place, Midas the Golden Touch. Jackson Orr, you can hear the smile in his voice. Absolutely infectious. This kid is showing us all something else beside his fishing talent. Straight from the Coosa River and the Hobie Bass Open just a few days prior with only one and a half day of practice, this kid shows up and has a blast. Everybody else is grinding it out. You can hear it in their voice. Oh, man, it was a grind. You know how hard getting out there? You, you can hear the smile walking up to the podium with Jackson. And having a just a beautiful time with him and his co-angler, God, <laughs> put himself in the fourth spot of the national championship. The, the mood changes around him. The room changes around him. His aura is absolutely illuminating. And uh, I'm telling you, man, God is his co-angler, and you can't mess with that. That kid is right with friends, family, and the Holy Spirit. Wow. So congratulations to uh, Jackson. My money was on him. My Vegas mo money was on him to win it. Uh, but fourth place is pretty close. And uh, I think that kid wins wherever he goes. Chad took that wonderful segue to uh, probably step outside of his comfort zone, you know, and to be sentimental. Uh, and give thanks to the KBF uh, members and the, the family and all the hard workers of KBF. You know, Chad is a vet, Navy vet. He's got a big personality. He's funny. And Chad claims that, you know, kayak bass fishing is probably the only thing he's good at. I'd like to see his Navy service record. I bet he is pretty good at whatever he sets his mind to do. But as big and brawny and tough that one may seem to be, even a little golden moment like Jackson or can, can affect everybody. And uh, so kudos to Chad for taking this moment to give a shout out to everybody. And uh, that's very important. Um, third place, the top three. Russ Snyder's taking home over $8,000 in winnings. Another mention of moving and grooving in the water with a motor covering one day over 10 miles. Flipping, running base bait, uh, buzz baits and, and uh, grass lines around as much current that he could find. And then there were just two left. Matthew Conan from Boston. <laughs> Fish it hard. <laughs> should be on his t-shirt rookie of the year and uh alex uh or alan cox i'm sorry uh from uh california you know that that right there you know 
the dude was ready to just kind of just put it in cruise control. Uh, Alan was. And uh, um, second day didn't go good for him. Wake up the third day, maybe just take your time getting out to a certain spot. Put it in cruise control. No big deal. He made it to the top 100. That was good enough. And then boom, like that, finds himself standing in contention for the national championship. So um, a big thank you at that time went out to Christy Hoover uh, as Chad uh, shouted out to her. And, and so happy that she was able to pull through some of the complications that 2020 had in store for her. But still, she was willing to do a lot of work for this event and other KBF events. Chad, you got yourself a heck of a woman there. And uh, I'd like to say we all do. Uh, so thank you so much, Captain Christy. And uh, in a fun twist of a final announcement, Chad didn't even know the finals uh, at this point of the uh, announcements and rigged up with an earpiece to hear the final result from the captain herself. Uh, Chad stood between the two anglers and announced the champion of the 2020 KBF National Championship goes to Matthew Conan, taking home a lot, (laughs) along with $35,000 in winnings. His speech sounded like something from a 1950s baseball world championship. It was awesome. That accent of his is amazing, and I can't wait to follow him further down the road. And uh, again, you know, another uh, uh, not to take away second place from uh, Alan Cox of uh, California. So congratulations, uh, everybody. Yak Attack during the live feed stepped up and offered even more support. Uh, to the champion himself, um, who has uh, basically found himself a tri- the first triple crown winner. Yeah, so he got an extra thousand bucks from cash from Chad for that. And Yak Attack uh, uh, stepped up during that live feed. Um, he's rookie of the year, uh, KBF uh, rookie of the year, top 100 uh, champion of the year. Uh, KBF National Championship Triple Count winner, the first one in the history of kayak bass fishing. Uh, wow. And uh, that speech was amazing. So, <laughs> congratulations to everybody down there in Gunnersville, Alabama. If you ever have the opportunity to fish that wonderful body of water, go down there because you're going to hammer some fish and they're going to hammer you right back. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, the final announcements of the KBF National Championship. I know I did. Go back on the live feed of the KBF members only page. You can catch it on there. And I'm sure a lot of other people are sharing it. But uh, check it out. It's not one to miss if you did not have the opportunity to be in the room during that very historical moment in kayak bass fishing. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing. And uh, we'll be right back. Thank you.